faith is the anchor of a victorious life. And we understand that faith only comes by the word and that word is in your bosom. As the word says, as newborn babes, desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Stay tuned as we meet pastors of Victory Life Bible Church International, Apostle Lawrence and Reverend Paula Atchudume. Feed your soul and spirit with the word of God. Daniel chapter 10 and you read about the prince of Persia you remember the story that Daniel was praying and God has answered him but he didn't know God has answered him one I want to show you a few things then I want us to pray number one Daniel didn't know God has answered Number two, Daniel didn't know that Angel Michael was fighting for him. Are you here? Few things I want you to get. Daniel 10:10. Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that thou didst set your heart to understand. And to chasten thyself before thy God. Thy words were what? Heard. And I am come for thy word. 13. But the prince. But the prince of what? Of Persia did what? Withstood me. One and twenty days. But lo, Michael. One of the chief princes. Came to help me. And I remained there with the kings of what? As Daniel was praying to God, he sent angel Gabriel. Daniel does not know that the prince of Persia has blocked him. And then God was watching all this drama unfolding from heaven. Angel Gabriel is not an angel of war. He just carries good news good things, other stuff. God now said, look down, and saw this picture going on. Meanwhile, Daniel was still praying 21 days, and he sent Angel Michael. This one now went to go and meet him and say, look, since you began to pray, God has sent me, and the king of, of Persia did what? We still be, and I stayed with him until Michael came and kicked him out. Now get this understanding. One thing we don't understand about life is that daily there are victories God is winning for us and we don't know. Daily God is fighting your battles and you don't know that you are alive today because God fought yesterday. That you traveled and came back safely because somebody fought for you yesterday. 
that you ate and you didn't eat poison. You went to the market, you didn't buy poison because somebody before you went to the market was there and guided your step. Am I communicating with you? And a few days ago, and as I was praying, I'm not very good in prayer, but I pray my little prayer. I can pray and God answers them very quickly. As I was doing my prayers, and I saw this revelation. And when I tell you pray, I mean pray. I was just there in my own innocence, watching the whole picture, and suddenly I never knew was about to go in on. And suddenly I saw this massive thing like a dog. Belong to the dog family, whatever they call them, cat family, very wide dog. Dragging a big serpent out from an inner room. I said, What is it? He said, Lead my people to pray. That they have fought their battle. There is a serpent affecting their turnaround. Many people's progress, and they don't know. Sometimes you can sleep with a snake in your room, you don't know. Many of us are dining and whining with enemies of our destiny. Sometimes they even join you to pray for breakthrough. They hold your hand to pray with you for breakthrough. And they still go behind you and do something. I'm trying to get the picture down for you to understand. God is assuring us he's with us. He's fighting our battle. But for God to fight your battle, you must pray. And this morning, for the next few minutes, I want us to pray. What is the prayer? Every hidden enemy in my life, in my business, in my career, use the word serpent. Everything and anything operating like a serpent. And I do not know. Father, today, destroy them. Let them be destroyed. Let them be consumed with the fire of the Holy Ghost. Can you shout the name of Jesus and pray now? Thank you. Lift up your voice if you love your life and pray. Lift up your voice and pray. Lift up your voice and pray. Every enemy of my soul, wherever they are hiding, travel from the depth of your spirit. Travel from the depth of your spirit. Every power, every enemy that looks like a friend, oh God, expose them. Expose them. Anything working against my finance, my prosperity, my health, my children, Father, today, destroy them. Lift up your voice and pray. Can I encourage you? Don't joke with this prayer. Don't joke with it. I can see the picture clearly. If you love your life, pray. Every serpentine spirit, anything operating like a serpent, can you crush them? Let their heads be crushed in the name of Jesus. Everything affecting my marriage, affecting my pregnancy, affecting my employment, my business. Lift up your voice and pray. Lift up your voice and pray.
God, fight my battle, fight my battle, fight my battle, fight my battle. Defend your name in my life. Defend your name in my life. Defend your name in my life. Lift up your voice and pray. Every spirit, every power, in whatever form they may come, like serpents, enemies that come like friends, to visit me, to visit my home, visit my business center, Father, crush them. Let God expose them. Let every man be a liar. Let God be true. Thank you for not giving me to the life of my enemies. Thank you for fighting my battle for me. Jehovah. Lift up your voice and pray. Lift up your voice and pray. Lift up your voice and pray. Every powers of darkness, every enemies of my soul, enemies of my husband, enemies of my wife, enemies of my business, enemies of my career, let us pray and break them. Today, as remember, we thunder in agreement. Every altar that men have raised, every shrine that men have raised to fight your destiny, to fight your marriage, to fight your business, to fight your finances, in the name of Jesus, today they are destroyed. I want to hear believing amen. An amen that stamps what you have cried for. Look on the altar. This morning, by virtue of the revelation of heaven, I pray concerning every member of VLBC that every altar being raised or shrine where they've taken your name to, taking your children's name, taking your business name, taking your family name to, as your amen will thunder, that altar is destroyed. That altar is destroyed. That altar is consumed. Consumed by fire. Consumed by fire. That altar is consumed in the name of Jesus. Every agent from any altar that is sent from an altar to fight your destiny, to fight your progress, to fight your turnaround, Every other agent, like serpents, cats, rats, anything God created, they are using. As your amen with thunder, they are destroyed. Can I get born again, amen? They are destroyed. They are destroyed. Every satanic agent form against your life. As the Lord God lived before whom I stand, Today, they are destroyed in Jesus. They will not prevail over your life. They will not prevail against you. They will not prevail against your children. They will not succeed against your children. They will not succeed against your life. Against your husband. Against your wife. Against your business. Against your finance. 
against your career, against your future. They will not succeed. They will not succeed. They will not succeed. They will not succeed. Every enemy operating in your life as a friend. Anywhere you are going, he wants to know. Anywhere you go, he wants to go. And I aim is to cut short your joy. And so, amen with thunder. Today, God will expose them. The Lord expose them. God expose the wicked. Wicked human beings. Wicked agents of the devil. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. power working against the manifestation of the word in your life. Today, their end has come. They are terminated. You are free to succeed. You are free for a turnaround. You are free to prosper. You are free for increase. In the name of Jesus. Daniel 12, 28. Therefore, say unto them, Thus says the Lord God, there shall none of my words be prolonged anymore. But the word which I have spoken shall be done, said the Lord God. Today, every prophetic word concerning your destiny, they shall be done. Every prophetic lesson concerning your life, they shall be done. Every prophetic word about your business, they shall be done. About your children, they shall be done. Daniel 12, 28 will come to pass in your life. You will not be stopped anymore. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. If you believe me, can you celebrate Jesus? Thank you for fighting scriptures for a few minutes. We are dealing with turn around. And I want to give us a secret for turn around. I want to give us a secret, one of the secrets of turn around and we shall be picking them at different turns. Today I'm talking about the secret of early rising. Early rising. That is waking up early to plan your day. One of the diseases of this century is laziness. I'm not saying you are lazy. I'm saying it's a disease of the century. It's a global sickness. Mental, spiritual, laziness, and business-wise too. And when I mean laziness, I'm talking about dragging your day. 
making your day look longer than normal. By the kind of attitude you use to begin the day. The attitude you begin your day with determines the speed of the day. Also determines whether you will end the day in joy or in sadness. The attitude with which you begin your day determines how you will end it. Either you will end it in joy or in sadness. When you begin your day on a dull mood, there is a tendency you will complain throughout the day. When you begin your day like a dicically in such a manner that does not befit a person with a vision even if you have one before you may end it without a vision without purpose I'm trying to interpret this thing for us to understand let me say you wake up late on a particular day there is a tendency to say, well, I'm already late. Why don't I just sleep? Or you begin the day when you wake up, you start grumbling. And fighting people you shouldn't fight because you are starting the day very wrongly. You are starting the day without your spirit being active. You are not even physically fit. One of the pains of waking up late is that you wake up late with body pain. Late rising affects the mind. And doctors have said, we have doctors in church, you can find out from them, that even sleeping late exposes you to heart attack in the near future. Those of us who watch television, you watch part one, part two, part three, part four, till two a.m. And then they will say to God be the glory at the end of the day. You say amen. You won't even pray before you go to bed. And at that time you are sitting up late to watch the movies. You have forgotten your plans for the next day. You are preoccupied with the movies you are watching. At that time, your mind is not on God. It's not on your vision. So by the time you wake up, you wake up confused. You have damaged your day. The richest man on earth not even research man, and I will come to that. Benjamin Franklin said something. He said, early morning has gold in his mouth. Early morning has gold in his mouth. Research has shown that 90% of the world's most successful men wakes up between the hours of 4 a.m. and 6 a.m. At that time, the poor is still just going to urinate and continue. 
Even when God wakes them up, they just go urinate, carry a blanket, cover head, draw the curtain and create a darker night in their room. And that is often time also when these demons of sleep come to begin to find you. And then you start dreaming to see yourself in the place you are supposed to go. So you think you are already there and you continue sleeping thinking you are already there. And you wake up by 10. I say, ah, I thought I was awake. Oh. So it was sleep. It was a dream. You gave room for it because you didn't plan your day. In Job 38, verse 12 and 13 or so, he said, have you commanded your morning? Have you commanded, have you declared what should be in the morning? Has thou commanded the morning since thy days? That means, you don't only command your morning in the morning, you command it from the previous day that is planning. And then cause the day spring to know his place. Bible teaches planning. If you don't plan, you are looking for failure. Even if you pray without planning, you are looking for failure. Has thou commanded your morning? That means, have you dictated? Have you written down what you want to do in the morning? Do you have it worked out the previous night? That tomorrow I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. And cause the day spring to know his. Let everything know their place. Let friends that were not in your diary, when they come, know how many seconds you spend and move on to your plan. Don't say, I couldn't do it because somebody came to visit me. Who has his own plan worked out? He only came to intrude on your time. Turn around, demands planning. Turn around, demands early planning, early rising. Am I blessing you? In fact, success is a result of certain lifestyles or habits or principles that honors God and His kingdom. And that God honors principles, habits. Success is a product of your daily habits. The same thing with failure. If you see a failure, check his daily habit. Was it not last Sunday I wrote from Proverbs 23 about King Solomon who went to the field of the sluggard? Eh? He went to the field of who? The sluggard. To go and learn why is this man poor? So, so to be successful, you must learn from the successful. Proverbs chapter nine, 6, verse 9 to 10 or 11. How long without sleep, O sluggard? When without arise out of thy sleep, verse 10, yet a little sleep, a little slumber. A little folding of the hands to do what? To sleep. What do you get? Verse 11. So shall thy poverty do what? Come as one that traveleth and then went as an unmanned. Let's stop there. 
What is it that comes when a man sleeps all the night? What do you get? Poverty. You get poverty. When you wake up late, you procrastinate. A little sleep, a little slumber, then poverty hits you. When you wake up early, number one, you pray. And praying early morning means possessing the day. There are religions that prays through almost from, is it 3 a.m.? You hear that shout. Agometa Am I communicating? Agometa Three o'clock, rise up and pray. Five a.m. And they go there, they are in their, in their worship centers, they are praying. Do you think they are crazy? All they are doing, they are possessing the day. And releasing powers into the atmosphere to make your life hard. Let me interpret. The prince of Persia, Daniel began to pray. The kingdom of the prince of Persia, they were also praying. And Sammy Church. And then they were praying as Daniel's answer was coming. Their own answer from their own kingdom was coming. And they blocked Gabriel. When you rise early to pray, you take charge of the atmosphere of your life. If your enemies rise earlier to pray, before you wake up, they take charge of your own atmosphere. That's why you wake up and begin to struggle because they finish your head in their shrine when you were sleeping. They have finished you while you were sleeping. They pump things in the air. They take charge of the atmosphere. They command the moon. They command the sun. They command the stars. Where you are still praying. Where you are still sleeping. And at that time, all manners of forces, wicked forces are released. They begin to operate looking for kingdom agents like you and I to frustrate their destiny so that we will say there is no God. Whereas, we didn't apply the principles. The right principles. Waking up early to pray. After prayer, you plan. Early morning helps in meditation. Early morning, you wake up, either you sit down, or you find a quiet place, or you are lying down, and you are meditating. Early in the morning, everywhere is silent. Is that correct? There is calm. 4 a.m., 3 a.m., there is calm. You can think, you can plan, you can pray, you can meditate. Your spirit is calm. And you, and God, I have discovered, speaks when the atmosphere is calm. You begin to write instructions. 
you write them down. If you are looking for a turnaround, first, turn around in your sleeping pattern. Change your sleeping pattern. When doctors say sleep between nine hours to eight hours a day, it's not only you they were talking to. That you are not sleeping 16 hours. You combine other people's sleep to your own. Proverbs 26, verse number 14. Proverbs 26, 14. As the door turneth upon his hinges, so doeth the what? The slothful. Where does he do that one? You know door. You know this swinging door? Eh? You push it. It go like this. How does he do? Are you watching me? That's how a man, a sluggard, a lazy man who keeps sleeping. That's how he's swinging. You are swinging here. You behave as if you are rich, whereas you are poor. You behave as if you know, whereas you know nothing. I just swing in. Unstable. When I say wake up early, some may say, but if I wake up early, I'll be tired. If I wake up early, I'll be tired. I'll be yawning all day. Yes, it depends on when you slept last night. So when I say wake up early, I'm not telling you to sleep by 2 o'clock and wake up by 3. I'm telling you, cut off those excesses. The best time to sleep between the hours of 9, 10 p.m. That is to say, don't wait until television close. When you sleep at that time of the day, you can wake up by 3 a.m., by 4 a.m. And when you wake up at that time, you are fresh. You can think well. That spending the whole night doing free call. And you must use that free data they gave you. Deception. Say, I have a 1,000 naira free data to chat. Then you start chatting people as unserious as somebody. Because you want to, you want to finish the data. Is that your calling? Jesus, our Savior. Jesus, our master, in the book of Mark, chapter 1, verse 35 and 36, wakes up early to pray. 35 and 36, Mark. And in the morning, rising up. And in the morning, rising up, how? A great what? Before what? Shine before the sun begins to shine. Begin your shining before the sun begins. Why? There are people who are operating with the sun to stop you from shining. Come out first. Start your shining early. All through scriptures, you will find Jesus wakes up early. And in the morning, rising up what? A great while before day. A great while before day. Great while before day. He went out, read on, and departed into where? A solitary place. And there he did what? He prayed. A quiet place. There is something I do at home. If for any reason I was busy and I couldn't sleep as I want, 
I will come to the balcony, a terrace upstairs. I'll be looking at the, the stars. Look at the moon in the night. Sometime three o'clock, I come to the to the terrace and look at the stars, and I'm praying. I look at the things God has created. I am praying. I'm meditating. Jesus comes out a great while early into a solitary place and there prayed. What's about 36? Mm. What's about 36? And others followed him. Ladies and gentlemen, if Jesus wakes up early to pray, let's follow him. Let's follow in his footsteps. That is how to become the king of kings and the lord of lords of your kingdom. That is how Jesus was able to fulfill his purpose and that is how we can fulfill our purpose. If I wake up early to take charge of the atmosphere, my enemies coming by 10 o'clock is coming too late. Are you hearing me? Let me interpret further the revelation I had. When I saw the, the, the white cat came in I didn't know when he came in. I never knew there was a serpent in that place. And he came and brought the serpent, bruised, torn, blood everywhere, and pulled it out. Then I knew there was enemy around. If I didn't pray ahead, that will not happen. One thing you must know about men that know scriptures and know their God, they are not moved by stories or circumstances. When things happen around them, they go to God in prayers without making noise. Panic is not the solution. It's how do you commune with God. There are evils around. But does panic solve the problem? Does crying solve the problem? Does shouting solve the problem? Even confronting the person doesn't solve the problem. Say go and buy 10 years of cloth to give to, to the somebody. Buy salt to give him. Buy fish. If you eat your fish, put up with Fight you the more. Am I communicating with you? But if you wake up early, like Jesus, and so when Jesus wakes early, when Jesus wake up early, what does he do? He prays, he plan. He prays and plan his day. Oh God, help me. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. God sent Moses to Pharaoh. Exodus 9 verse 13. Exodus 19. Let's see what time Moses went. Exodus 9 verse 13. Are you there? And the Lord said unto Moses. What did he say? Did he say rise up any time of your choice? Did he say rise up any time of your choice? What did he say? Early in the morning. And stand before who? Pharaoh. That is to say. Are you there? Are you with me? Moses, why Pharaoh is still in bed, go and knock at his door. Let him wake up confused and meet you and he won't know what to do or what to say. Even many of us, they give you an appointment for 10 o'clock, you get there by 10.30, you say, sorry, there was traffic. Bad planning. In your planning for business trip, for anything, include traffic, include bad road in your schedule. Say, okay, there are bad roads in Obantoku from Obantoku, uh, Ashero. 
Egba High School to Asheru to Oshele. No matter it should be 10 minutes, but now it's two hours. So if you are going to Oshele, what do you do? You put two hours for road alone. To tell somebody was traffic is a failure's excuse. It's a lazy man's excuse. To say sorry, the road is bad. It's a lazy man. You know the road is bad. And that's why people don't take you serious. You incorporate that into your schedule. If you ask those that travel, they know it. If I'm going to Lagos, I include extra one hour on the traffic. When it was worse, I put two hours to eat. I must get to where I'm going to on time. Don't think you are being humble. Saying the road is bad. Don't think you are being humble, saying you suddenly met trap because you should know not only you should be on the road. There are some other mad people who will be on the road. You calculate all these ones and plan your day. And don't spoil your day and by making people see you as unserious that you don't keep to time. Poor people don't keep to time. People who are not successful are careless with time they are careless with their sleeping. They sleep anyhow. In fact, not only do they sleep anyhow, they sleep anywhere. Sleep inside Tazi, they carry them past their junction. They wake up at another person's compound. Then they will start fighting the driver. Why did you tell me that you have reached where I'm going to? Do I know where you are going to? They sleep anywhere. Some even sleep in the church. That's how you know them. They sleep in the church. They, they say sleeping is my hobby. <laughs> sleeping is my hobby. You are looking for poverty. If sleeping is your hobby, you are looking for poverty. If you are careless with time, you are looking for poverty. If you like your bed too much, you are looking for poverty. Do you still love me here? Can you clap for Jesus then? So Moses went how early? Very early in the morning. Songs of Solomon, chapter 7, verse 12. Even in your business, your career, your academics, You know the class is congested. Go early and get a front seat. You have an appointment in Lagos for 10. You know the road is bad because of bad the construction, whatever is going on there. Go to the previous day and sleep in Lagos. Pay that price and gain a future. Pay that price and gain a future. Sons of Solomon 7 verse 12. Let us get up how? To the vineyards. So even in your business, get up how? Early. Even me as a pastor. I know many pastors may not get up as early as I do. Monday to Friday. Because you must understand that until you labor, there is no pay. A laborer is worthy of his wage. 
So you see men of God who are succeeding, it's not because they pray. They also work with time. They manage their life. They plan. Don't just say because of the anointing. No. Somebody shout hallelujah. Let us see if the vine, if the vine flourish. Whether it's not grape appear and the pomegranate bought forth. There will I give thee my love. Because as a man, if you not give to go give your wife, you go run no. Plan it now. As many of you are not married, if you not if you are lazy, you not marry another lazy woman. You like sleep before you not marry, and some women will say, ah, you know, I just give birth to a child, and then, then then you sleep the whole day. Are you the first to give birth? Is it King Solomon you gave birth to? Maybe he was born with gold and diamond. But you sleep all day as excuse. Learn to rise up how? Early. The psalmist, Psalm 127 verse 2. Men that rise early don't eat the bread of sorrow. Psalm 127 verse 2. Men that rise early. Men that command their morning. Men that take charge of their day. They don't eat the bread of sorrow. They don't end their day regretting. They end their day in joy. If you check my diary, there are some weak. I was so busy. I'd rather do I say, thank God I fulfilled my week. Someday I'll bring my diary and say, thank God I fulfilled my day. And what do I mean? I didn't let any intruder disturb my plan when he has his own plan. Don't think you have been popular by following everybody. You are not. And don't think everybody following you means you are popular. You are not. There was a statement, my good friend, late Fajol. I can't forget that statement. And I preach all over the world. He said, one, he said, look, pastor, pastor, let me tell you. He said he was, he was trying to look for something to buy. He got to Shakmon. He met a friend. He said, ah, you are here, hey, Mr. Zellow Show. What are you buying? And blah 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 blah, and then toward them chatted. He he couldn't get it. He went to Lafema. The man met him again. He went to another place again. Man, he said, just go say, come 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 come. I think you're my problem. He said, if I see you again anywhere, enter. It is war. Do you think it's a coincidence that man was following him everywhere? He made the statement casually, but it registered to me that there are certain people that the devil remotely controls to monitor wherever you are. Serpents everywhere. And you think they mean no harm. Whether they are killing you. You mean they mean no harm. Wake up early to you. Men, now, it is vain for you to rise up early. To sit up late and eat the bread of sorrow. Why? For he giveth the beloved sound sleep. Men that rise early don't eat the bread of sorrow. Men that command their morning don't eat the bread of sorrow. 
men that take charge of their day don't eat the bread of sorrow. It's time to begin in a new pattern. If you want to turn around, stop turning on your bed. Wake up early. Wake up early. Calculate your destiny. Calculate your life. Plan it. And you will see heaven stand up on your behalf to support you. That would be called faith. When God sees a man determined to succeed, he backs him up. He backs him up. Abraham, Genesis 19, verse 27. Genesis 19, 27. Abraham. Hmm. And Abraham got up how? Early in the morning. To where? To the place where he stood before God. This was where I met God. I met him at a certain time early in the morning. He went back again early in the morning. Learn to rise early. Learn to rise up early in the morning. And you will see great results. You will see great favor. You will see some strange interventions. You will see strange manifestations in your life. Mark 16. Even Jesus Christ to rise from the dead. Mark 16 verse 9. Mark 16 9. Am I blessing you? Mark 16 verse 9. Shall we stand and read together please? Shall we go? One, go. Now, when Jesus was risen, when did he rise? When did he rise? He rose early in the first day of the week. He rose early in the first day of the week. Early. Mark 16, verse 2. Give me verse 2 to say Mark 16. He rose early the first day. And Mary and Co. that were coming to anoint him. Let's read. The first day of the week. They came into the sepulchre. At what? Now watch this. They came early in the morning. And before they came, Jesus rose early. But they came early. So even, even Mary and Co. coming to anoint the tomb knew the importance of early rising. Let's apply this wisdom. And you will see that things that were wrong before become right. The demons, the powers of darkness you think were powerful before, they will suddenly dissolve because, because before they wake up to operate, you have handled them. You have taken care of every one of them. You have taken care of every of such ugly situations. Psalm 5 verse 3. Even Job, in Job 1 verse 5, Job wake up early in the morning to make sacrifice on behalf of his children. My voice shall thou hear. In the what time? O Lord, in the morning will I direct my what? And I will do what? Look up. I will pray to you. What time? 
And what do I do? I will look up, waiting for what? What will I now do? I will look up to get a response. I will look up to Jesus, the author, the finisher. To get a response, how my day should be. Don't let television plan your day for you. Don't let parties damage your week. Everyday parties. I'm not saying don't go and do businesses, but plan your day. Before you go, pray well in the morning. Wake up early. Oh, that reminds me. A, a scripture in 1 Samuel chapter what? 1 Samuel 1. 1 Samuel 1. Mm. If I can get that scripture. Before a canna left, they prayed. First Samuel, before a canna left, it just came to my spirit now. Before a canna left, they prayed. And he went to the altar. You can get back at when you get back home. Even if you are going for a business trip, wake up early. Pray before you start your business activities. Hear what I want to say as I close here. Don't because you are late for work, not pray. Don't because you are late and then cancel prayer. Martin Luther said, I have so much to do today but I can't start until I have prayed for three hours. I have so much to do, but I can't start. And I know I can't finish it until I have prayed for three hours. Many of us, what do you do when you wake up late? Ah, ah, hey, hey, run to the bedroom quickly and then rush out. You are putting yourself in danger. You cancel prayer. You cancel communicating with God and rush into the world of wickedness. And you expect to come back with gold in your hands as a believer. Don't cancel morning prayers because you are late. Psalm 3 verse 5 as we pray this together. Did I bless you today? Can you celebrate Jesus, please? Even the woman wakes up early. Proverbs 31, verse 15. The woman wakes up early to prepare and to take off her home. Proverbs 31, 15. The woman wakes up early to take off the home. She prays. She rises also while it is yet what? Night. And give it meat to her household. Don't let womanism make you a lazy person. Don't use feminism for laziness. Say so my husband will wash the plate. He wash the plate. He knows I'm, I gave back. Your husband wash plate. Your husband may cook for you. Like uh, I went to a house and the woman was shouting. Because uh, oh, you have not washed this plate. What is wrong with you? Even the kitchen is dirty. So I saw the husband run that. Brother, I say sorry, darling. Sorry, darling. Eh? So it is husband. He was saying he has not washed plate and soup kitchen. I was shocked. And I called. I said, Come, my dear. Is it your husband you were talking about before that didn't wash plate? Now, I like washing plates. I just, it's fun. 
I like sweeping. It's fun. I don't those are things I can do. Apart from that, I can only boil water. Any other thing I can do, I can boil water, make tea. So the two I know how to do, I can wash plate, I can sweep floor, I can sweep. And and you cannot clap it for me, it's okay. I clap myself. And if I sweep, you won't see sand on the floor. I, I mean, I sweep clean. And, and if I wash anything, you can see your face on it. I'm, I'm that, that is just me. But all that thing, so you're on your own. Praise God, somebody in the house. But to now make it, because by, by nature, the man is the head. Don't let the simplicity of your husband make you lazy. And you lose your office and lose your honor. It's a woman's pride to wake up early and prepare for the family. After you are prayed, in fact, they are sleeping. A mother is praying. A wife is praying. But for you to be sleeping and the man is running around. Psalm chapter 3. And let us pray. Psalm 3. Shall we read together in concert? I laid me down and I slept. I awake. Why? For the Lord sustained me. Take it again. I lay me down and I slept. I awake for the Lord did what? Sustain me. Rise upon your feet. Let us pray. today. Can you celebrate Jesus? Psalm 3 verse 5 says, I lay me down I wake up because God sustained me. My money didn't sustain me. My career didn't sustain me. My job didn't. It is God. Look up before you pray. Yesterday I was meditating and I came and, and I asked Mr. Chidime. I said I'm trying to get the name of the richest man in that ship called Titanic that sank in 1912. I remember us, So I had to go and Google it and find out his name is, oh, Jacob, James, Jacob, Joseph, something like that, Astos. But the richest man by 1912 in America, one of the richest men. And it was in that Titanic ship. The richest man. Then. And I said, his money couldn't save him from the ship. And he died. Until God sustains a man, his life is nothing. Lift up your hands and pray. God help me to replan my life. Change your sleeping pattern. Change your rising pattern. Change your daily routine. Change it. Please lift up your voice and talk to God. Talk to Him. It is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. Hope you were blessed by that inspiring message from our lead pastor and we pray it bears fruit in your life. 
for more transforming messages, do subscribe to our YouTube channel at Victory Life Bible Church or keep yourself updated via our website at www.victorylifebiblechurch.org. You could also follow us on our social media platforms on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at VLBCINT. God bless you. Faith is the anchor of a victorious life. And we understand that faith only comes by the word and that word is in your bosom. As the word says, as newborn babes, desire the pure milk of the word, that you may grow thereby. Stay tuned as we meet pastors of Victory Life Rabbi Church International, Apostle Lawrence and Reverend Paula Achudume. Feed your soul and spirit with the word of God. Father, we give you thanks for keeping us in good health. Yes, we had malaria, we were healed. We had headache, we were healed. Some had it, they didn't survive. Lord, we thank you for good health. We thank you for sound mind. For the trials, the temptations, the pains we went through and we overcame. Others went through their psychiatric hospitals. For the crisis that the enemy taught, we are finished. But here we are. Thank you for strength. Thank you for wisdom. Thank you for ideas. Thank you for the strength to begin again after we fell. Even when our backs were against the wall, Lord, you brought us back again. You set our feet upon the rock to stay. You established our going. We celebrate you. But I went into a new week. This week we ask for your help. Timely help us of destiny. They will meet us on time. We'll meet them on time. We'll not miss time. In the name of Jesus Christ, you grant us special favor this week that all things will work together for our good. We take authority over this week. We declare to the devil no parking. You have no right over our lives, over our plans, over our businesses, over our homes, over our children, over our wives, over our husbands. We cover them with the blood of Jesus and we declare by this coming Sunday, we are coming with testimonies. We will not be consumed this week. We will not be consumed this week. The earth will give us results, great results. And one thing we promise you, Lord, we will give you all the glory. Thank you for a brand new week. Week of blessings. Week of turnaround. Week of successes. We receive them. Even now with thanksgiving. In Jesus mighty name we pray. Get ready because I believe God wants to do something. I'm going to share and I'm, and I'm going to lead us to pray. There are some things God wants to do this week. I don't really know for who. I wish I knew. I will have called the person if it's you. Um, but I suspect it is me. I make room for two. You are my Jesus. You are all my I put you in front. Father, we celebrate your faithfulness. Have your way in the next few minutes. In Jesus' name. Can you please celebrate Jesus as you take your seat? Celebrate Jesus. As you take your seat.
Ladies and gentlemen, I'm preaching this morning on secret for turn around, work hard. I sat down to think after I saw the life of a poor man, after I saw the life of a lazy man, I sat down to consider. He didn't say to consider it well. I mean, sometimes it's good for you to look at what is happening to others and find out why, and then consider. Some of us hate poverty. In fact, do we hate it or it came to a point of fearing poverty? And if really you fear poverty or you hate poverty, the, the exit route from living that kind of life is to consider and then walk and then do something. Ecclesiastes 9 says, whatever thy hand findeth to do, do with all your heart. So nobody on earth can say he has no work. Come on, are you with me? So I consider and then I looked upon it. So he didn't just consider, he looked critically. Is he a human being like me? Do we have the same 24 hours in a day? And then he said, and I receive what? Instruction. Are you checking your Bible church? All of you are just looking at me. And what did he receive? Can you say it like what did he receive? So now let me ask you. So was he God who gave him instruction there? Was he God who gave him instruction? What he saw, he received instruction. If my life will not be like this, there is something I should do. If I will not go in the path of this man, I should do something different from what he's doing. So he received instruction. Like I said, and like you all know, Solomon in every standard was not poor. But he went there to learn how not to descend to that level of poverty. And from the things around, that's why you must, you see, Solomon and David, Solomon really learned from his father, David. David in Psalm chapter 8, he said, when I consider the works of your hand, this firmament, the sky, the things you have made, and I look at man, and I say, oh, what is man that thou art mindful of him? David was a great thinker, and Solomon the son was a great thinker. And like you have no separate time from here, read from the scriptures, Proverbs 23, verse 7, for as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. If you think this, you will become it. If you think you will make it in life, your thought becomes a part of you. You wouldn't know when you start working out your thought. And if you think you have failed, you're a loser. Your father was poor, your mother was poor, your uncle was poor. There's a demon in the family. It's not only your family that has demons. Everyone succeeding their families have demons. When Satan was sent down, cast down from hell, is it fall in your father's house? So if others who were in the same situation, under the same earth where Satan fell in, and were able to consider and to look and to change their life, you also can. Somebody say, I can. He considered and received instruction. The beginning of all change in a man's life is to change your thought. And when you begin to change your thought, you soon change your circle of friends. When you begin to change your circle of friends, you will change your language. Because oftentimes the language you speak is a product of those you move with. Am I communicating here? Am I speaking to you? Let me take that again. Oftentimes, your language is a product of your, those you associate with. If you hear some people before you say, they say, Iro, have you met them before? 
You have not finished the sentence. Though. Say, irony is a lie. And as a result, they will not positively consider what is being said. Check your language. You will see it in your friends around you. So to change your language, sometimes, if your friends will not change their language, change your friends. Change your associations. Daniel went to his companions, people that speak the same language with him. Daniel 2.7. They understand the language of mercy. Let us cry to God to show us mercy so we don't die like them. So that our life will not be like their life. It's a decision. Acts chapter 4 verse 29. Persecution came upon the church. And then get to verse 31. And there was a result. In verse 29, he said, and the disciples went to that company and they prayed. Oh God, grant us boldness. They prayed. You don't pray with the fearful. You pray with people of like mind who understand your language. That when you say, let us pray, they will say, yes, let's pray. Not those who tell let us pray, say, ah, let's go and see Baba. Or let's go and use something to cover. Because sometimes when you have burdens, when you have pains in your heart, when you, you feel something is wrong somewhere else, oftentimes the men will go and watch football to kill that thing. Don't kill it. Work it out. Ladies, you go and watch, you go and watch Z-Word to deceive yourself and to cover that thing. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm trying to explain that thing you feel. And what you don't know, that pain, that body you are feeling, is a door. God is about opening for a breakthrough. If you can think it through, but oftentimes, you find something else to cover it and make you happy. Ladies and gentlemen, it's not at all time you will be happy except a fool. You don't have to be happy at all time. There are times you get a burden to change level, to change status. It doesn't come with happiness. It comes with a shaking. And nobody likes shaking. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to raise champions. Kings, I want to raise institutions. Men that will make it with honor they will not be proud, they will be humble and live in affluence and in wealth. That they will say, this is what the Lord has done. These are the secrets I'm teaching you. That your friend is always happy and you are dull. You are not sad because you have problems. You are sad because there is a burden you want to fulfill. Leave your friend who is happy. He will soon realize it's a fool. When the result begins to come of your travail. Because such pains, such burdens make you to do what? Travail. That's why you cry, oh God, help me, show me mercy. I don't know how I feel. I don't seem to understand. But one thing I know, you are with me. Lord, help me. Turn that thing to prayer. Don't use film to cover it. That's why I'm different from many people. I'm not a film person. I don't watch. Once in a while, I watch comedies to laugh. Well, after I work, I mean comedy, that's why I'm be laughing. But to see that, to watch one hour film, for what? Are they paying me? Then to make matter worse, you watch part one, part two, part three, part four. And then you say, ah, it's very sweet. Your life is going dear, dear. Praise the Lord. Are you following me here? Are you ready? So we're going to talk about work today. Let's begin from the book of Matthew 25. I make room for two. You and I, Jesus. You are all that matters. You are all that matter. We You are all that matter. Matthew 25. We read from verse number 14. We're going to read long verses for the sake of understanding. 
Matthew 25. From verse number 14, please. I don't mind if you can open it if you have Bible. Sometimes because of the screen. You know, if you don't open Bible again. And when they say open to the book of John, second John, you say it's not in your Bible. Because you are not used to it. So open it if you have Bible with you. For the kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. Unto one he gave five talents. I will quickly jump to another he gave. Okay? The one he gave five talents traded with it and the same. Give one five talents, give one two talents and give one one talent. The one he gave five talents traded with it and make back ten. The one he gave two traded with it, he came back with four. And the one that received one, verse 18 now, went and dig a hole and put it there. And after a long time, the master came back, verse 20. And so that received five talents, brought it, and he said, Thou faithful and good servant, enter into your master's bosom. He's lost unto him. Well done. Verse 22. He also that received two talents came and said, Lord, thou delivered unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two talents. His Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant and has. Thou hast been faithful over a few things, I will make you ruler over many things. Enter now into the joy of thy master. Then he which had received one talent came and said unto him, Master, I know you reap where you have not sown, therefore I went to hide it and buried it, because I was afraid of you. Hmm. His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and what? Slothful servant. Thou knowest that I reap where I have not sown, and gather where I have not strawed. Thou oughtest therefore have put my money into the bank. Let me have a, at least profit. Put it in the savings sack. Let me have some profit. Verse 28. Take therefore the talent from him, and give it to him that has ten talents. For unto every one that had shall be given, and him that had not shall be taken away. That which he has. And cast him that unprofitable servant into where? Into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. This master was traveling like Jesus left the earth and he said, I will send you a comforter. And if you are a Bible student, which I know you are, every human being on earth has certain talents in him to make him succeed. Nobody on earth is without talent. But your life becomes a product of what you do with what you have. Talent and skill, whether in any profession, name it. Apart from going to school, there are skills, talents. That's why you see some people, they can get on the keyboard and play it without being trained. So people can do a drawing. When I was in the village many years back, there's a man in our village I, I was around there a few days ago and I still saw his place. He was, I mean, this man was a great artist. Right from when we were in primary school, this man turned his parents' house. He drew different drawings. Draw mermaids, what to call mermaid water. Draw Victor wife for carrying guitar. Draw anything he can. He, he, primary school. He won the best artist in Bender State many times in primary school. Because he was so good, scholarship was flying here and there. After some time, the boy moved, left the village, which is good, came to Lagos. 
If you go and check Fela's album, all the Fela's album, this boy was the artist that draw all those of Fela's album. You see the, you see the Tony, you see the Tony. He was a boy that lived, they lived in the back of my grandmother's house. This boy is so talented, he can come here and draw everybody. He will miss your faces. And yet he wasn't trained. And he began to make money. Before I knew it, he has four wives, has five wives. Before I knew it, he became so, he thought he had made some money, he moved out to the village to stay. And that was the end. Let's begin from the man that was giving one talent. It's not economical to say the one that has less, take it from him and give to the one that has more. And that is what is happening everywhere. Many people are losing their talents. And if you go and investigate, why did that man say, I know you, you are a hard person. You want to reap where you have not sown. It will be friends who gave him that advice. Friends. You know your master. You know him. You just use it to shine. Like they were telling Elisha when he was following Elijah. And he said to them, keep hold your peace. Now your business. Even if my master wants to use me, let him use me. I will shine. He will shine. Am I talking to you here? When people advise you, somebody is using you, ladies and gentlemen, even if man is using you and you're succeeding, why don't they use you? Then for you to now withhold your talent from being used because you felt you want to use it for somebody. And at the end, he said, that wicked and slothful. Because he, he, he was hiding, he was hoarding his talent, his skill. I don't want to work for anybody. I don't want to study for anybody. And that is the beginning of the journey to greatness. What did these three men, what were they supposed to do with the talents given to them? They were to work and multiply it. They were to work and reproduce what they have. That when their master returned, he will say, I gave you five and you have ten. You are faithful. God takes interest. God is interested in seeing us produce results. And you don't produce results by mere wishing. You walk. Hallelujah, somebody. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 1, 2, and 3. Thus the heavens and the earth were what? And all the host of them. Verse 2. And on the seventh day, God did what? Ended his work. So even God, your master, your creator, what did he do? He walked. Until you have walked, don't rest. One of the dangers of laziness is that a lazy man rests when he has done nothing. He's always tired. Oh, Remy, draw the curtain. Sun is entering the house. Draw the curtain. It's 11 o'clock. You are still drawing curtain to sleep. God walked. And one of the amazing things I saw in scriptures is that there are certain things God cannot do until he has got a man to do the work. Just last week, Richard Branson went to the space as a passenger for the first time in human history. Just sent our spacecraft. When it didn't come now, just went, look, okay, let's go back. There are certain inventions that will never be unveiled for humanity until God finds a man who will invent it. Does that make sense? There are certain products that people will never see to buy even though it's in this space. All that God is waiting for 
is a man who is ready to do the work to make it a reality, to make it manifest. Genesis chapter 2, Genesis 2 5. And every plant of the field, before it was in the earth, before it grew upon the earth, why? Do you understand it? Everything, every plant, they were not there. Before it was in the ground, that means it was not in the ground. Are you here? And what that means is that it has not manifested. It is there in the spirit realm, not manifested. When no plant of the field was yet in the, in the earth, and no herb of the field had yet grown up, for the Lord God has not yet caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was no man to till the ground. So let me ask a question. Why was there no herb on the earth? Why was there no plant on the earth? Why was there no rain on the earth? Because no man to do it if they were on the earth. So the reason why some things are not on the earth, because God has not seen the man to make it be. And the moment in verse 7, God formed man, breathed into the man and became a living soul. He caused rain to come because he now made man to till the garden. Verse 15. And the Lord God took the man and put him into where? And to do what? And to dress it. What do you mean to dress? To walk on the garden. So the essence of man in the garden of Eden was to walk on the garden, make it habitable, make it comfortable, produce something, sell, and make money. So if you are looking for things to do, God is waiting for you to tell him, I am available. That's why he gives ideas, he gives revelations, he gives dreams about business, waiting for a man, a woman, who will work it out. Colossians 2, 12 or 2, 15, wherefore, work out your salvation in fear, with carefulness and trembling, not to make a mistake and lose it, because a thousand and one person are waiting for you to fail. So, there was no plant, there was no nothing, because there was no man. The moment man came, he put him in the garden, dressed it, that means attend to the garden. All the animals, he was in charge to care for them, to feed them, give them their food when they need it. Livestock. Give them water when they need it. Give them treatment when they are sick. Walk. The kingdom is not for the lazy. If you want a turn around in your life from what your father, from what your mother, from what you have seen around you, put your hands to walk. Can you celebrate Jesus, please? So if you are writing, until man came to the scene, there was no rain. There were no herbs. There were no plants. There were no animals. Because there was nobody to walk on them. Nobody to care for them. After then, they brought in the four rivers to water the garden. Irrigation. And he put precious stones for man to process and refine those things. Which is happening today. But part of Africa's problem is that the white man, the Europeans, the Americans in their wickedness. We want Africa to remain poor and they will starve us of technology so that they will keep making us dry. It's not a shame that your country, Nigeria, still carry crude oil to America or to any part of the country to process and come back with expensive price. Ivory Coast still produces cocoa. Ghana, but they don't process them there. Go to Congo. 
God put these things for man to walk on them for our good. So to shine on the earth, for God to tell you, thou good and faithful, the key is work. Multiply your talent. I saw in my Bible, in Proverbs 31, Ezekiel 17, even as a woman, even as a woman, a woman walks. Don't just be, just don't be rearing children like Queen Termite. Walk. The time of being housewife for life is over. Today, economy will make you go and walk. But you should be fighting your husband every day, calling him ominous of evil name. And the man is tired. Talent. God didn't just give men talents, he gave women. As he made them male and female. So he gave them talent, male and female. Do a business. Walking makes you honorable. Praise God, somebody. So God walked. Like we said in Genesis chapter 2, he walked. From Genesis chapter 1, he began to walk. There was darkness. He had to change darkness to light. Let there be light. That one takes planning. It takes thinking. It takes calculating. What do I want to produce? How do I want the earth to look like? Let's create light. Want to rule the day. Want to rule the night. Let me make the stars. To bring cooling effect. He created those that walk. That our God did. In Psalm 128. Psalm 128. I'll just take verse 1 and 2. You go home and read the rest better. Blessed is everyone that feared the Lord. How do we fear the Lord? That walketh in his ways. What are his ways? God walked. Jesus said, What I see my father do, so I do. My father walketh. Kitato, I so do what? What do I do? What do I do? I walk. So laziness is not a part of this kingdom. You don't fit prosperity. You work it out. You don't claim it. You work it out. That's why I say God blesses the work of your hand. Deuteronomy 28 verse 12. The Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure, the heaven to give thee rain unto thy land, in his season and to bless all the work of what the Lord shall open unto thee his good word. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Do you know even when God opened the treasure unto you, it takes you to walk in to take what you want. Hello. And many of us, God has opened his good treasure. You didn't enter. He gave you dreams, he gave you vision, gave you revelation, gave you ideas of things to do. You didn't enter. You didn't begin to implement it, you start procrastinating. You start chasing people who you are supposed to help in life and you are now pursuing them to help you and they don't have the capacity to help you. The heaven to do what? To give the rain. Unto that what? In where? Now hold on church. In what? In what? In a season. That means there is a season to plant. There is a season to harvest. Am I talking to you? If you don't work to plant, how will you harvest? You don't just get a land and start praying, oh God, let harvest come. And you have not planted you just say, this is my grandfather's land, my grandfather's land. Father, I will come and harvest when others are harvesting. And you have not planted. When you come back in the season of harvest, at best you get bure, which can grow without being planted by anybody. But you can't get quality vegetable. You can't get maize. If you get plantain at all, you don't plantain that grow without fruit. Plant in season. And to bless all the work of what? Stretch or and say the work of my hand. That is to say, when he was talking about give you rain in the season, he's talking about give you rain to bless what your hand is doing. 
Walk does not kill. Walk makes you healthy. Walk gives excitement of harvest day. A man who labors, who works well, will sleep well at night. Why? He's expecting harvest. But when you have not walked in the daytime, you will spend the whole night rolling on your bed, thinking of where food will come the next day. You have no hope. Psalm 128. Bless is everyone that feareth the Lord, that walketh in his ways. Verse 2. For thou shalt eat the labor of what? That means you will eat what your hand produce. Let me say it again. As good as civil service is and the labor of your hands. Happy shall that be and it shall be well with who? With you. Why? There are fruits of your labor. There are works of your hand. Happy shall that be and it shall be well with you. So a man who has worked is happy. Why is he happy? Harvest is coming. Why is he happy? Profit is coming. I will sell my product. I will make money. And the more profit you may have, they call prosperity. And God is always ready to give you rain in his seasons. What does rain mean? Rain does not only mean giving you rain when you plant physical plant. Rain has to do with favor after you have sown. Help after you have helped people. Reward after you have served God. He gives you rain in your season because he knows when you need help more. And every seed you sow, every tithe you pay, every offering you give, everything you do in the church are part of work, choir, usher, greeters, security. Everything you do, there is a God who is watching. He gives rain in the seasons. You don't do the work of God with levity as if uh, it doesn't matter. I was talking to my son Fikumi yesterday when I came in. Something happened. I said, Fikumi, who did this? He mentioned somebody's name. I know it's not the person that did it. So I went for another meeting, the prime meeting they were holding in town. Came back. I said, Fikumi, come, my son. That thing you told me that this person, is it the person that did it? Tell me the truth. He said, No, daddy. But I told that lie so that you mommy will not be angry with me. I said, but well, you don't have to tell a lie. He said, did God see me when I told that lie? Did you hear? He said, did God see me when I told that I said, God saw you. He said, ah. He entered under the quid, covered with blanket. He said, is he still seeing me? I said, God. So he said, but now you have told the truth. He has forgiven you. There are many things you are doing in the kingdom. Ladies and gentlemen, don't joke with it because you can be replaced. If they say drive bus, drive it. Don't let us cry before you bring people to church if you are driving bus. Don't wait until we beg you. Because anybody can drive that same bus and do it better. And you'll be ashamed. Anybody can clean the church better. You'll be ashamed. There are better givers coming. So what your hands trying to do, do it with all your heart. That heaven will look at you and acknowledge what you are doing. Not under compulsion. Favor helps. Why? You have labored. You have walked. And he's seen you. So when he said he give you rain in that season, that rain will come when you need it. Help will come. That thing you are looking for will come when you need it. When you need it. You can read on to go after this to that chapter. That chapter. You see it. 
a man who has worked, who got is blessed, is at peace. Tell your partner, say, let's walk. Oh. So simply put this if you are writing, peace is a product of the blessing of your hand. Peace is a product of a man whose labor God has blessed. You are at rest. Sometimes I tell people say to cause me that I'll be poor. Is you are wasting language, you are wasting you are wasting the energy. Because I walk, I walk. For me not to take salary from VIBC, I had to walk that God will know I'm walking and pay me. And those around me know that when I want to walk, when I, I, I mean, I walk with time. You can't come and use your waste time and disturb me. You can't say, I say, tell them they have to two minutes. Two, two minutes. Don't start the story from 1952. I wasn't born then. Just start it from now. We'll understand. There's my husband just come and say, ah, what are you doing? He said, I'm walking. We are walking. Let us play now. You start playing too. That's an enemy that just came to distract you. When we finish, God finished before he rested. Are you there with me? When God was resting, we're not told how he was resting, but I can suspect when he was resting, he was playing. Maybe he went to play football. <laughs> went to play with the animals, play with Adam. Because if you stretch up, you say, the Mali come every cool of the evening. Are you there with me? God doesn't come in the morning to play with Adam and Eve. When does he come? When does he come? After he has walked in the daytime. How come you go about playing from morning till evening? Be like your God. God doesn't come out in the morning afternoon. He comes in the evening. Adam has finished walking. The animals are sleeping. Even the trees are sleeping. God has finished. He don't care. Adam, how are you? Let us that was the day. This day was good. I did I did some making. I did some feeding. I gave that one treatment. I gave this one. I added this one here. Because is that so? The gist. God go back. Adam go back. They all sleep. The next day they start walking again. Am I communicating with you? If you see a man tying rapper by 11 a.m., you know how he will end. To be poor is very cheap. No, there is no school where they train you how to be poor. But people are getting poor every day. Graduating in school of poverty. Wake up in the morning, just tie rapper, stand on the main road, start greeting people. Just tie rapper, come out by eight when they are going to work. Ah, Pastor, they are going to work. Go well, oh. Ah, don't have your me. <laughs> How is your family? Go well, oh. Just stay at the road junction. Be greeting people. Ah, barista. How are things? Ah, ah. You are going to court? Go well, oh. Then after they all went to work, those going to shop has gone. Then by 10 o'clock, go back. Lose your towel. Take your bath. Then... Eat your breakfast. It is 12 noon. Listen to GTV news at 12. Then when you finish, then come out again. Go to your another lazy man. Because every lazy man has a neighbor who is lazy. Then go there and say, so how did you see the news? You know what they said about Obas and Job? Buhari has finished this country. You were finished before Buhari came. Then by 3.34, when they are coming back from work, now go to stand at the junction again to welcome them back home. How was work today? Very good. You are welcome back home. Ah, lawyer, you're back. Ah, look, you're back. I was work. Uh -huh. Well done. Come, well, welcome back. Then when they all of them finish eating, when is that time to play? Then join them to play. In the season of harvest, when they are harvesting, you'll be crying. Friends, it's not a demon. It's lack of understanding. Not a demon. Because those who are succeeding, there were demons around them. They were demons. Walk. 
This is the result of the fruit of your labor. God establishes men. Not men that have nothing to do. Psalm 90 verse 17. Psalms 19 17. God establishes the works of our hands. That means he makes them to prosper. Psalm 90 verse 17. And let the beauty of the Lord our God be what? Be what? As I be what? Be upon us. And establish thou what? The work of our hands upon us. Yea, the work of our hands. Do what? Establish thou. Stretch your hands up and you stand on your feet. Can you pray that prayer? Oh God, establish the work of my hand. Can you pray? Can you pray that prayer? If you don't have work in your hand, don't pray that your hand doesn't cut off. Pray God to establish the work of your hand. Oh God, establish thou the work of my hands. Father, establish the work of my hands. Establish the work of my hands. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. When Bible says a laborer is worthy of what? Is worthy of what? So you are paid in the place where you work. A businessman, a businesswoman, get his or her wage where he or she works. And God opened doors for expansion, doors for favor. Have you seen a man diligent in his duty? Proverbs 22, verse 29. One of the benefits of working hard and working well is that God changes your status. Once a man begins to be lifted, you don't tell him to change friends. Friends change by themselves. Because number one, if we start moving people like us who are also progressing, who will he talk to? People at his level. Who will ginger him? Who will encourage him? Who will speak on the same plane with him? You can't be progressing at this level and be making friends with people who are here. They will draw you back because darkness is too thick. Oftentimes, it can struggle to cover light. At best, your light will not shine well. That's why they say, show me your friend and I will tell you who you are. So, once a man begins to progress, naturally, every ground finds its level. Or water finds its level. He said he doesn't greet us again. No, he won't visit you again because he visits people who will encourage him where he is. Don't get angry. Don't be jealous. Don't feel bad. If you want to be where he is, what do you do? Change your level and progress. And the moment to begin to progress, when you meet at the same level, you cannot talk on the same page. There are people I can't talk ministry with. They won't understand where I'm going. With all due respect, sometimes the woman hardly understands a man of vision. And hear me this one, men. Men are not domestic beings by nature. Men are very external. Men are workers, hard-working people. Every man has a vision to succeed. Feed his family. Give me back Psalm 126 on the screen. Feed his family. Care for his in-laws and all that stuff. So every genuine man, I mean genuine man, because you can wear trousers and we are not sure. Every genuine man, his mind is where? In the future. How to succeed. Now, come on, folks. Now, a, a man that wants to succeed, sorry, I'm not saying women don't have brain. Women, there are women that have brain that are succeeding too. But a man that has a woman and expect your wife to understand all your vision, you go fight higher for a house. You say, uh, my dear, you see, in the next five years, we want to build this company, we want to do like this, do like this. You're shaking head. You're shaking head. 
you will think it's understanding. You just be talking. When you finish, the next one you're gonna say, Yeah, there's no onions at all more. Say the baby diaper. The children want want nika, they want pant. It's not that she's not intelligent, but that is her ministry. It's not that she can't do business, but when it comes to man, what I'm telling you, men run. Because the woman is praying for you to make her proud. It's not that she don't go and pray over what you said, but if you expect her to be on the same plane with you, it will be difficult. It will be difficult. She knows where because women need attention. Even when you want to go to work, you say, why not start home with me now? And when poverty comes, now you go first protest. You'll be the first to protest. Say, all your mates, all your mates are working hard. You are here at home sleeping, sleeping, sleeping. That's so children, you're born. See, we don't born six. Six children in five years. If you read Psalm 128, you will get it down there. Romans chapter 12, verse 11 and 13. I didn't say women don't have intelligence, so they are very intelligent. But I'm saying men carry heavy vision. And by virtue of how God made a woman, women are to submit, help mate. Get those scriptures right. It doesn't mean a woman cannot do a business and succeed. She can. And many are doing it. And I'm praying I have many of them around me who are doing excellently well. Romans what? 12, 11. Not slothful in what? Fervent in spirit. So you mustn't be slothful in your business. Simply put, don't be lazy. Romans 12, 13. So that when people are, when people are in need around you, what will you do? You can distribute. You will not be stingy and greedy. You put to give, help people, create joy, circulate joy. You keep greed with giving. Giving to people, not just your family members. Helping people. You keep greed. Am I blessing you here today? Am I blessing you here today? Poverty, therefore, is a result of laziness. Not necessarily demons. There are demons everywhere. I would say the, 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 the prince of this world come but has nothing in me. The devil can be here, devil can be here, and we are succeeding because you have got your life well planned out. Everybody let us walk. First Timothy 5 verse 8. Walking and walking is an act of faith. But if any man provide not for his own, and especially for those of his own house, he had denied what? He had denied what? And is worse than an infidel. So, walking is an act of faith. To walk, to do your business, is a sign you believe in God to bless the work of your hand. It's a sign you believe in God to bless the work of your hand. You sit with the mighty. When you walk, Proverbs 20, 12, verse 24, you are in charge of your life. You are in charge of your family. You are in charge of things you do. You don't need to go and knock on anybody's door to beg before you do whatever you want to do. You talk with confidence. You control your day. You become employer of labor. Walk with your hand. Don't wait until you retire as a civil servant to start to plan business. Because you'll only retire. 
When you come to work, you can't start from your own work, your own business, your own company. You can't. You can't. You are there. Somebody shout a big hallelujah. Shout a big hallelujah. Of course, you know it that when you walk, you make profit. You make profit. That's why I said in Proverbs 6, 6 to 8, it said, go to the ant, O you sluggard, and learn wisdom. The ant is never, you see the ant walking during rainy season, during uh, summer, gathering food. In rainy season, it doesn't come out. Yeah, they eat it. Or they've gathered. Harvest. Proverbs 6, 6 to 8. Go to the ant and learn. Let's plan for a better future. Let's plan for a great destiny. Begin now. Don't wait. Even if you're a student, begin now. Don't get involved in dubious business that kills your joy. In Proverbs 21 verse 25, I want to read this scripture. 21-25. A lazy man has wrong expectations and wrong ambition. The desire of the slothful, what does it do? He killed him. Let me give us all the stuff. You go and do 419, go and do Yahoo. Those business that look so quick, you can't do them. I told you about it, six, is it eight boys? Well, Yahoo boys. They, they, they hammer, they hammer. Is it not hammer they call it? They hammer. I went to buy Toyota Camry, two of them. And then, Around for they come out from a party, since they don't hammer, they have to spend anyhow. You see, money that is not genuinely got by labor, they don't spend it well. It often kills the one holding it. They were coming back, they began to compete on an express road. That was in Asaba. Express road to see which of the two cars run faster. They were speed. They didn't, there was a, it, you know, Nigeria, anything can pack anywhere, anytime. And they won't keep any sign. Even motor that is moving itself has no brake light. And much more than that, they just park. That's how they ran into this parked tipper. Is it tipper? Caterpillar. Bah! Seven of them died on the spot. Only one survived to go and tell the story. The desire of the slothful killed him. His hands refused to do what? Labor. Labor does not kill. Labor in your brain. Labor in your work. Rise up early. Pursue your vision. Rise up early. Begin to plan. How you are going to spend your day? Have a piece of paper. By this time, I'm here. By this time, I'm here. Plan it. And then you will see harvest. Am I blessing you today? You will see harvest. These are secrets of turning around. These are things God sees in you and release blessing. These are things God sees in you and release favor. It doesn't encourage stealing. Ephesians 4.28 Warn them, don't steal. Don't have to steal. That's what Apostle Paul said in Philippians 3.13 I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Somebody say, I can do all things. Say, I can do all things. Until Esther said, if I perish, I perish, I must go. God didn't pack him up. Once God sees a man stepping out by faith, he back him up. I want you, ladies and gentlemen, this week, begin to do something new. 
don't let that business die because you had a little shaking the shaking was only a trial of your faith if you know what you are doing and let me warn you don't ever allow the secular thing to take the place of God that's why I began with that song I make room for two you and I Jesus you are all that matter because sometimes you can be so, so busy with your secular work you forget God and without God that thing cannot prosper but there are enemies, there are forces of darkness waiting for you to fail. And you need God to be a protection. Am I speaking to you here? So you can't be too busy with your secular job and not have time for God. And expect God to reward you and to prosper you. Your tithe is his own. Your offering is your choice to give. Sow seed. Look forward to doing the kingdom. Get busy. Join the choir. Join the usher. Create a job and do it. And then you find how you will now get to your work and you will see God prosper you. Ecclesiastes 9 10 says, Whatsoever the hand finds to do, what should you do about it? Do it. Whatsoever your hand finds to do. Finally, first Thessalonians 4, verse 11 to 13. You see, I've I've done a study on businesses in Nigeria. Very few businesses outlive the owners. And the reason many of them many times is this. But the owners don't have a covenant with God. They have a covenant with the devil somehow. And I can give you names. And when they die, their children can continue with the covenant. The business that within three years. But when you as a believer start a business and make a covenant with God in your business, it doesn't die. That's why I said it's righteous, live it and inheritance or for his children's children. But where you don't teach your children God, and build your business on God before you die. Say the business is dead. So many people start, they can't continue. So they were rich yesterday and poor today. That will not be your portion. What keeps a business going is covenant with God. Don't just start it, make it in covenant with God. In covenant. When I say pay tithe, not because I need your money, because you need it. You need help. So that you can easily you cry to God. God will say. I'm not like I know what I say, God. I'm not owing you. I'm not owing you. Like I, I know I say, anybody in VABC who think if he doesn't pay tight, you should be ashamed of yourself because you have not been paying. Things are moving. Are things not moving? They're moving. Things are moving. We don't wait. You know why we don't wait in VABC? So anybody, because I tell myself, if I'm a bank, if I'm a CEO of a company, won't I run it? That's the way I think. If I'm waiting for church members to do it, why can't I do it? That's what I think. So I don't wait for you. I just go ahead and do it. Let those who are wise get involved and do it. Because if I'm the only one God has in the church, will the church not run? Am I talking to you here? Church will run. So I put myself as a church member and do it. And that's that every believer should think every believer should think if you are alone with God in this church will this ministry continue or will we don't close them down we won't be able to buy diesel we can't buy petrol to put on the cars so instead of me waiting for you I say I'm a church member too if I will wait for church member to do it why can't I do it I can't do it ask, ask God and Father from the account department ask them they will tell you I don't wait if God can use any man to do it why not use me Anybody pray that kind of prayer here today? Why not use me to do it? That's why I think. That's why I don't wait. I don't wait. 
and that you study to be what? To be what? Then the next thing. And to do what? Do your own business. And to do what again? And to walk with your hands. How? As we commanded you. I was preaching yesterday song and I told them, Philippians 4.19 normally claim. Why it doesn't work for you? Philippians 4.19 is not meant for claiming. It's meant for walking. Go and read it. Oh, you Philippian church, when I was in need, you sent to me again and again. Even in your poverty, you sent to me. When others were not sending, committing themselves financially, Philippian church were doing it. He said, therefore, my God shall supply. It's a product of the work of giving. So if you have not been giving it or claiming it, you are just wasting your time. Faith is dependent upon the revelation received. Faith does not work in that. It works on revelation. Receive a revelation, apply it to your life, and you see faith at work. Did I bless you today? I make room for two. You and I, Jesus. You are all the matters. You are all the matters. It is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. Hope you were blessed by that inspiring message from our lead pastor, and we pray it bears fruit in your life. For more transforming messages, do subscribe to our YouTube channel at Victory Life Bible Church or keep yourself updated via our website at www.victorylifebiblechurch.org. You could also follow us on our social media platforms on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at VLBCINT. God bless you.